Alright, and uh, we'll go. Here we go. This go. is another episode of the Kawaii Cast. And we are joined once again by one of our favorite guests, Killer Quail Studios. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Hello, everybody. We like him. He brings us snacks. <laughs> yes, I have high <laughs> shoes this time. He, he, he likes to bribe us. Pretty um, much. Yeah. I, I also brought some snacks. Not nearly as much. I got some trolley sour bites and some yeah. Pocky. So uh, I think we should start this episode how we normally do, where we talk about what we're watching right now. Yes. Yeah. Just or, really quickly, like we don't have to go into full detail. Um, one I wasn't expecting to have like to to be watching. Uh, what's it called? Hina Matsuri, um, which is kind of funny. It's about this guy who's a yakuza and basically this this uh, telekinetic girl pretty much just falls in his lap and he has to take care of her and it turns out she starts using her psychic powers for his yakuza jobs which is just it's really funny uh one that i started that i heard a lot of good things about the manga and i'm like i'm gonna go check out the anime because it just barely started and that was golden kamui which i think has probably one of my favorite duo dynamics i've ever seen in an anime that one is funny. We did watch the first two episodes of that. Yeah. And, I mean, the main guy is a soldier who's... Uh, he basically figured out the best way to not die in war is to not get killed. And um, <laughs> that's literally how he puts it, too. Yeah. <laughs> and he's joined... Sorry, he's joined by this girl who basically was raised, like by her father to be, like, a perfect hunter. And so she just survives off the wild. But she doesn't like killing humans, so they're kind of yeah, polar they're, opposites. Yeah, she's, she's the... What are they called? The Ainu? Yeah. Ainu race or something, so... And then there's the deep, if you have any historical knowledge of Japan, they're, they're kind of... Kind of like the Native Americans are for... Um, you, for America, so yeah. they're like they're the natives. Yeah, basically, uh, they're kind of treated like garbage, and uh, this whole anime takes place like basically during like right after the Russian-Japanese War. Yeah. Uh, which fun fact? I was not expecting this character to make an appearance, but the general by all rights he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, he should be dead, uh, according to history. But uh, Hiji Kata from the Shinsengumi makes an appearance in this anime, and I was just like, oh, shit! Isn't he dead? 30 he should year, be dead. 30 years later, so yeah, he's an old man. Yeah, he's an old man, so I, I'm curious how they're gonna t play that up, because I have not read the manga, so... Yeah. So maybe he faked his death or something. Uh, anything... Any new shows you're watching? Uh, or are you, you still, still not up-to-date on the new stuff? I'm not up-to-date on a lot of the new stuff. I finished <laughs> Dragon Ball Super. Ended great. I really enjoyed it. But I've been mostly playing video games. Monster Hunter has taken over my life. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy! Actually... I, I feel that like I've I'm still needing to catch up on the new season. But I just I'll be in my living room and I'll just hear from from my room my computer calling just like Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. I have not played the new event. Okay, I am a slut from McCree. And I have not played the new event, which is, like, heavily focused on Blackwatch. I am, 
I, I would join Black Watch just for Reyes and McCree to bark orders at me. I'm not going to lie. Oh, the, the cinematic for it's absolutely hilarious. Oh, I, I, I really think you'll like it. Oh, uh, but uh, there you mentioned Monster Hunter, and there uh-huh. actually is an anime that has Monster Hunter in it. Um, oh, cool. It's the one about the uh, Fujoshi the girl who's obsessed with Yaoi falls in love with the gamer guy, and he spends all of his oh, time I've seen, playing um, Monster Hunter. I've seen screenshots of that, and it's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the name? I, I can't for the life of me. I know it's on Amazon. It is on Amazon. Hmm. So, uh, I'll have to check that out, because the last one that I checked out before was like Gamers. I actually kind of like that one. Like yeah. that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that one will turn out to be kind of like... Uh, recovery of an MMO? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping as well. Because so I loved Recovery of an MMO. We junkie. would be watching it on Amazon if A, we can remember the name, and B, Amazon had a better search option than just look through all of the videos and pray you find the one you're thinking yeah, <laughs> exactly terrible. it is the worst thing ever like it it's it's awful like when i first tried it out i looked at it and the layout is pretty much exactly like netflix's layout but worse but worse <laughs> yeah i never i, I never I also find hate a movie that it's not standard to have subtitles like, it's basically like, yeah, you have to go into the menu settings and change it to subtitles. Exactly. It's so awkward. And oh, it's like, man. at least I mean, Netflix... it's, it's nice to have, but at the same time, it is awkward. Oh, that's terrible. But yeah, that's... I'll have to look for it or find it sometime. Yeah, uh, we will find the name, and uh, Tyler can post that in the description of this podcast. I, so. I can indeed. Yeah, so that way we... You people are just like, man, they put up an anime that I would be interested in, but they don't know the name because they're stupid, so... Man, how how are these guys an anime podcast? <laughs> right? So unprofessional. <laughs> uh, and of course, another one that I am watching, which I'm going to use as a little segue into our subject, uh, of course, I am keeping up on the Persona 5 animation, which Naturally. I'm also playing the game. I got to the... Final, 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 final boss of Persona 5 today <laughs> playing the game, and I had to put the game down because it got way too intense and I got way too frustrated <laughs> fighting it's, the boss before true. the final boss. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is so real, this is so intense, I've got to put it down and just pick it up again tomorrow. <laughs> but I am far enough along that I could watch the anime without worrying about the dreaded spoilers, so... and. I'm, I'm a little bit iffy about the animation. Uh, I mentioned the last time we talked about what we were watching that, to me, it feels like this is a product for people who've played the game as opposed to the Persona 4 animation, which was a product for people who didn't play the game. Like, when you watch the Persona 4 animation, it pretty much sets the whole story up for, like, if you've never played the game, if you don't have access to the game, if you're just bad at gaming, you can still enjoy the story without knowing any of the context. Uh, the Persona 5, the animation, it feels like a lot of the stuff is really getting left out. And it's just one of those, like, you could fill in the gaps if you've already played it, but if you haven't, you're probably feeling like this is kind of a fragmented story. And I get that they have to do that because it's a really long game, but... It, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like you've already sunk 110 hours into this. Right? <laughs> and, I mean, I get it. I get why they have to do this, but it's absolutely ruining the pacing uh, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I've heard rumors that the episode four is going to have a new OP because the OP from episodes two and three is awful. 
It's an awful OP, and Persona is famous for its OPs, but you know what else Persona is famous for? And here's my segue. Persona is famous for its excellent dubs. <gasps> oh my goodness. What What's the subject for today's episode? It's gonna oh, be no. subs versus dubs. And I'm actually really hoping that Persona, the animation, gets a dub, because even though I'm not enjoying the animation right now, I still love the voice actors from the game. And you, I would... you just want Matthew Mercer. I need more Matthew Mercer. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, McCree and Yusuke and Krom, uh, that is the holy trifecta of Perfect Man right there. Now is that you, you get all three of them together and hold hands and they create the Perfect Man? Or it's like an aspect of each one is the perfect man like like you get the head of Krom you get you get the body of Yusuke and and, and you get them sexy sexy legs of McCree <laughs> okay McCree's legs are not the sexiest part about him first <laughs> okay if anybody Yusuke has got the best legs alright okay either way no they gotta do the fusion dance It's a a three-person fusion dance, and so they'd end up with blue hair because two of the three of them have blue hair. Fair. (laughs) They'd be like a blue-haired cowboy sexy artist man with a sword. With a sword. Gun gun sword, because, you know, McCree's gun also has to fire. Yeah, that's true. Um, Two two of them have guns, and two of them have swords. So. But yes, I... Even, you know, excluding Matthew Mercer, I think the dubs of all of the Persona games are absolutely fantastic. Well, I shouldn't say all. I should say 3, 4, and 5, because uh, 1 and 2 came out when localization of video games was really awful. Oh, those were fun. Persona 1 got a little racist with its localization. A little? Yeah. Uh, They were just like, oh, we're Americans, and American people want diversity in their video games. So they took the weirdest looking character and made him black, which came off as... Oh my gosh. I know that their intentions were good, but it's a little bit racist. <laughs> so, fortunately, Ooh. in the remake, they made him Japanese again. But, <laughs> yeah, so... Or those, those good old days of the late 90s, early 2000s of those, video game localization. Those yeah. were like the best, because they were so bad they're good. It's like old Resident Evil, like, don't open that door! Yeah. Or like... <laughs> Versus, like, Resident Evil 2, which is, like, a huge bump up in quality, but it still was goofy. Yeah, I mean, by the time they got to Persona 3, they mm. pretty much figured out how localization should work. They got anime voice actors to participate and not your typical video game voice actors, and that was the point where the dubbing started being done a lot more professionally. I know some people will swear off Persona 3 because Vic Mignogna's in it, but honestly, like... I, I like the Vic Mignogna voice. Like he's he he he's, he's got not, a good voice. Yeah. yeah. But I I can understand why people dislike him in everything because yeah, because he's at, in everything. at the time yeah. he was in everything. Yeah. And honestly, I like him as Junpei. I don't like all of his roles, but I like him as Junpei. Uh, there's always the joke, of course, that Edward Elric is a Persona user, but. <laughs> What? I've never heard this joke. <laughs> well, you're not a Persona fan. Oh, that would explain so. it. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, Persona 3 did not get an English dub of the anime. The game obviously did. But the anime never got localized, which is a bit sad. Uh, but the Persona 4 animation did get localized. They did have to replace a couple voice actors whose contract would not allow them to switch from the game to the anime. 
which I think is the reason why Persona 5 is not being simuldubbed is because they're still working on some of those contracts. But hopefully that Makes all sense. works out because Matthew Mercer actually works for Funimation, same with a lot of the other voice actors who were in the game. They just need to get all the legal stuff sorted out so they can get an official dub. Yeah, all that legal mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, yeah. So here's hoping, because I love the localization. They got a lot of negative reviews from official critics, but screw them, they don't know what they're talking about. It was fantastic. So and Fair. And I can watch it in Japanese, but I'm just not used to it. Oh, yeah. And with that, uh, let's segue into our guest who has brought a ton of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're, I, he brings in this stack. Like, <laughs> this, this, this has got to be, you know, almost two, two, two feet high stack of just DVDs and Blu-rays. So mm-hmm. I guess we should ask the question on everybody's mind, which is better, sub or dub? <gasps> well, what is better? Dub, I mean. <laughs> what? Sub, I mean. Blasphemy. <laughs> I thought I was I... the one doing all the fighting here. Like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's clearly stub. Stub. It's to dub. <laughs> you, you have to have two screens. You have to have one playing sub and one playing dub at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, you can hear the Japanese, but you can understand it in English. Or, you know, you could just stop being a casual and watch it in English, but with the Japanese subtitles, so you can actually see what the original translations were versus how they dubbed it. Oh, my. <laughs> That'd be too much sensory overload. I actually did that with Yu Yu Hakusho when oh, I was really? a kid. Yeah, because uh, the early Funimation DVDs, if you turn the subtitles on, it played the Japanese subtitles. There were no... Uh, English closed captions. Oh, wow, that's really interesting. So back, ev- back in the day. Yeah, if you ever turn on subtitles on the old Funimation DVDs, you will, in fact, get the Japanese translation oh, subtitles. Oh, that's cool. So, it's not, as, it's not as difficult to pay attention to both as you would think. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently, Netflix has just, two subtitle just, options, so you, you can actually turn on the Japanese. Not, not, subtitles aren't hard. You just have to have one eye up on the screen and the other <laughs> eye down on the subtitles. Well, I, I mean, if you watch... Uh, you have to be sub- a Disney character with eyes going in different directions. Well, I mean, if you watch subs at all, you're already pretty used to that, mm-hmm. to be fair. Yeah. So mostly the sensory overload is can you or overload is the can you listen and read at the same time if it's two different things, and that's really where it comes into play. And so I will say, if you are gonna try to do this yourself, probably watch the anime first, and then attempt to do it. <laughs> so you already kind of have an idea of what is going on. No nope, balls to the wall. Just dive right into it. Also, turn on the Chinese subtitles. Woo! Oh, man. There's one of the best things. Like, oh, man. There's... So, someone got a Chinese bootleg of Star Wars, the third oh, episode three. Oh, I've seen these. Yeah, it's just terrible. It's it's like the be- It's so bad it's good because it makes no sense. Like, a lot of stuff makes no sense. Like, um... I think the movie is called Star War The Third Gathers Backstroke of the West. And <laughs> <laughs> man, man, it is such nonsense like Jedi Masters, like Presbyterian Church, or Hopeless Situation. Or it is. It's like if they ran it through Google Translate. Ran it, then... And then re-ran it. Back yeah, did, did it through Google Translate, through... Chinese like, or whatever. Chinese, so, so they go like from Mandarin to Latin, to French, <laughs> and then to English. Pretty much. <laughs> it is the best thing ever. So, I guess, 
So, so let, let's start with this big stack you got here. I know. I'm trying to think of some really good ones. You did, you did tell us that this stack was all good dubs. Yeah, these are actually good dubs. I think one of my favorites is one that's called Black Lagoon. It um, it has um, they're pirates, and they basically it is vulgar and violent, <laughs> a lot of f bombs and everything, <laughs> and like just the the cast of who who they chose it, it's so perfect and like just some of the, like a lot of it sounds more um, kind of ad libbed but it's so funny because like the main character her, her name's Revy. She's she's a psycho. She is a psycho in every sense of the word. She just like wants to kill everything and like there's this hilarious scene, it made me laugh. They're this tiny little boat and they were trying to stop like a huge cruise ship and um cuz one of the one, the other main character like well the one of the other characters, he's a Japanese businessman who got kidnapped in the first episode and he got dropped off on these pirates and now he's a pirate. So it's funny because he, he doesn't know anything about guns or anything, but he's Japanese businessman di- diplomacy, and he <laughs> has this little megaphone. He's like, "Please move out of the way!" And then the Revy chick, she's got a big rocket launch. She's like, "You move out of the fucking way!" I'll shoot the way. I'm just saying, rocket launchers are intimidating. If someone's got one pointed at you, you move. But it's got a lot of good action. Who well, who does the dub for that one? Um, this ocean dub. This is Canada. Oh, okay. Canadia. Well, this is Funimation, but this is a uh, Canada Ocean. I think yeah, probably around Canada Ocean dub people. The the Canadian division of Funimation, basically. Yeah, and like, there's one really good thing that I like because um, well, one good thing about it is like everybody everybody actually. I mean, even if, even when you watch the Japanese, there's still a lot of English speaking English. So it kind of... Yeah, you, you, I feel like you notice that more and more often, especially yeah. in, in newer animes. Like, they'll they'll be talking, and every so often they'll slip in an English word or two like, in, into their language. Usually swear words, because a lot of English swear words are not available in Japanese. Yeah. Like, there's just no Japanese word for fuck. But there is one, one really you. good part, fuck because... Kizuna Ai. Ah, whatchamacallit. Because <laughs> they're pirates driving or riding around, and mostly, like... Kind of like South America kind of stuff and mm-hmm. cartels and all that kind of stuff and they kidnap somebody and there's a really cool villain. She's an awesome villain. She's like she looks like a maid, but she's got machine guns and like shotguns. <laughs> like it's nuts. It's awesome. <laughs> but she speaks Spanish and in the Japanese she does a decent. I mean she tries her best, mm-hmm. much better than most people over here <laughs> speaking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but in the English dub she. Gives a full Spanish. It's, it's an actual, it's, it's actual fluent it's Spanish. It's actual Spanish. So it's like, that's really cool. I like the attention to details and things like that. Yeah. Like, um, another good one, like a good example, because I brought up the swear words of, like, an anime that speaks a lot of English in the Japanese, but just sounds better in the dub because you don't get that weird, like, Japanglish, uh, would be Panty and Stocking. Uh, that one was an absolutely fantastic dub. Because it's just, it feels more natural to hear, like, these, like, English-speaking girls just mm-hmm. swearing up a storm, and, <laughs> you know, the, ja- the Japanese feels a bit awkward. 
Like, yeah. And, and this is actually a pretty popular opinion. Like, if you ask most Panic and Stalking fans which way they've watched it, most people will say they watch the dub. Yeah, I, I, I don't have the DVD set, but I have... Well, they do have them on YouTube sometimes, so I have yeah. seen a couple episodes, and it's pretty good, actually. It's one have that to I catch know. it before it get t- gets taken down. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> have actually requested that Crunchyroll uh, put the dub up on. Because the sub is on there. Yeah. And a lot of people like, hey, a lot of people are just like, I can't watch this in Japanese. And I'm like, I can. It's not bad. It's just, it's a little bit awkward. It's much more pleasing to hear it in English, I think. Mm-hmm. As pleasing as two, like, women swearing can possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> swearing and talking about sex. Yep. And sweets. And sweets. Sex yeah. and sweets. Sex Sometimes and sweets. at the same time. No, because the one that really likes sex doesn't like sweets. Fair. Yeah, she she eats spicy food instead. Uh huh. So. Well, well, that that sounds like an awkward time in bed. <laughs> spicy don't, food and sex. Yeah, don't don't put hot sauce on. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I I wouldn't know personally because I mean, I don't have one of those. But I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can't imagine hot sauce would be pleasant. <laughs> but but if you ever get a chance it's on Hulu it's on Hulu as well it's called Black Lagoon mm-hmm. okay it's a very good one yeah I've I've heard I've heard good things but yeah there's a lot yeah. of action a lot of it, it is it does seem like it's one of those ones that are kind of it's an older series so now it's kind of more underground oh, so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not very I know, popular I've, anymore. I know. I feel old. I like. I feel old now because it's like all these like ones that I love. And it's like they're all underground now. No one knows who they are. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you no, got no, one I, from like ADV, and so oh, immediately yeah. that's just like there's people that are anime fans now that have no idea what ADV is. Oh, exactly. So it's like uh, didn't Funimation take everything? No, which is they, hilarious because <laughs> ADV is I believe where Vic Mignogna got a start in anime. Yeah. Yeah. But, it was ADV and Funimation, and then I think ADV had money problems. I'm, I'm not even sure exactly what happened, but a lot of the ADV people moved over to Funimation, yeah. and that's where they got their career. Some people moved over to L.A. with the whole Sentai Filmworks stuff. Yeah. But a lot of people moved around. And you're really old if you know what anime works is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Like, now it's just fun. It makes me sad, because, like, oh, I wish I had one of my older ones. There was one, the people who dubbed Slayers originally, the original one, uh, they were called the U.S. Manga Corps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, is way... <laughs> there, there was also uh, this one that I've only ever seen oh, one yeah. thing dubbed from them, but it was called, like, Big Apple Dubbing Studios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing I've ever seen from them was the Yu Yu Hakusho movie. Which was the worst dubbing I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it's really fun to watch if you just want to get drunk. That's that's why they only have the one. They tried to make it as a business. Ooh, that it is, is, released that and then bombed hard. It was like the stereotype deal. bad dub too, where like the character's <laughs> mouths are moving but nothing is happening. Yeah. Like there's one point where Kurama is just like, Let's go! And his mouth keeps moving. And his mouth keeps moving. And, like, you can't tell unless you look really close that his mouth is moving. So, really, it just looks like he says, let's go. And then they just stand there doing nothing for, like, <laughs> a solid 30 seconds. And cool. you're just like, I thought you were going. It's like <laughs> this old, is awkward. It's like old bad martial arts movies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is absolutely that stereotype. 
dub. Like, you, you think of, like, the stereotype dub from the 90s, you think of, like, the racist, like, it's Godzilla! Godzilla! <laughs> like, and that's basically what it's like watching the Yu Hakusho movie. Oh, and man. everybody's like, that movie is so awful, it's so terrible. I'm like, watch it with the subtitles. It really is a lot better. Like, it's definitely not a canon movie, but when are anime movies ever canon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Like, even though normally I would recommend the dub for Yu Yu Hakusho in that one, I absolutely recommend the sub. Because... Oh, man. It's, it's also really fun hearing Kurama's sub voice because he was voiced by a woman in Japanese. And then, like, this really, like, masculine man in English. <laughs> and so it's very, very different. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> like I feel like Funimation was just like we really need to establish that this character's a guy, so they def they went out of their way to find like the perfect like suave guy to do the voice. Well, and Japanese, they're just like it's the same chick that sings the opening song. So <laughs> I was like that's like, sure. I was gonna say that's like Goku and they didn't uh, want to hire another actor. Okay, <laughs> in Dragon Ball Z, Dragon like I've been having 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 to watch the the sub. Ugh, my skin is teasing. <laughs> but uh, no, it's fine. Filthy like, Japanese making <laughs> me read. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm not a big fan of um, the lady who does the voice of Goku. And yeah. She, yeah, she does Goku, she does Gohan, and Goten. <laughs> and they had a, the last arc or whatever has been this big tournament of power. And go when there's Goku and Gohan are talking to each other, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> What's your plan? <laughs> do, do, do you think she just records all the lines at the same time? Like, she has the script, or, or does she record all of Goku's lines, and then, like, the next day she records all of Gohan's lines? I don't know. <laughs> That's one thing I don't know. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, dubs, dubs have definitely, ooh, they've, they've really... They've really come a long way. They've, they've well, stepped I mean, a, they up a long They had so way. many remakes of Dragon Ball, they had plenty of time to practice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, yeah, there's, like, the ocean dub, and then there's, like, the normal dub, like, the normal Funimation dub we're yeah, used Yeah, and then they rebooted the series, and they got to dub it again, like... <laughs> oh, so, I mean... I know. That, I mean, that's one of the running jokes, is that uh, Christopher R. Sabat is obsessed with Dragon Ball because he could just cast himself as every voice... And he will always have work because there will always be more Dragon Ball to dump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, man, like, oh, got another, probably, like, 100 episodes for him to dub. Yeah. I'm not even sure where they're where they're on in the dub of Super, but there's no, 100, yeah. 131 sub. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever run out of work to do. I mean, even oh, if... Oh, no. Even, even games. If, yeah. I mean, even if Funimation absolutely runs out of, like, anime to dub, there will always be Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's, that's what's keeping them alive. Yeah. In the future, naturally, because right now they're thriving fairly well. Uh, can I just say kudos to Christopher Sabat for his, like, career in voice acting, though? I mean, he uh, was recently, like, recognized at the Crunchyroll Joke Awards, but... Uh, <laughs> I also gotta love his humor because he's just like, I've always wanted to be escorted off of an award stage, mm-hmm. and so since this is my only chance, I'm just gonna keep going. So he just started randomly thanking random people and shit, and <laughs> escorted him off the stage. Oh, he's a funny guy. I got to meet him at Comic-Con. Yeah? Yeah, he, like, we just talked. I feel really bad, because I, I, I feel bad for talking crap about Goku, because... <laughs> Goku's an idiot. Well, Goku's a big idiot. Like, he's become more of an idiot even more before than he was. It's like, I felt bad. But it's, it's like more recent incarnations of him have just been getting dumber and dumber. Uh-huh. Like, um, 
like Dragon Ball Super, that big tournament well, of power. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, he gets hit in the head a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, he gets beat up all the time, like, oh my gosh, he's... Man, that, that whole tournament of power, it was a lot of fun, but it made me realize, like, it made me realize, like, man, like, I'm not a kid anymore. I can't do all this filler stuff of, like, these kind of sometimes pointless episodes of things. I still love it. I mean, I love the ending, and I loved when they power him up, but it's, like, it's, like, you spent, like, five, like, probably at least five, eight episodes of, like, almost pointlessness <laughs> of, like, and yeah, and, and, and that's week. that's that's the main thing that I couldn't stand with Dragon Ball, so mm-hmm. I, I could never get into Dragon Ball Z because of that. Yeah. I, I got to meet Christopher R. Sabat when I was too young to appreciate it, because mm-hmm. I met him at my very first convention, uh, Anime Vegas, and I knew that he did a lot of Dragon Ball, and I knew he was Kuwabara, and uh, at the time... Like, the big thing they were promoting there was Full Metal Alchemist, so he was there as Armstrong. And him and Justin Cook actually ran a panel Mm -hmm. where they got volunteers to come up and read lines from, like, one of the newer episodes of Full Metal Alchemist that they were currently dubbing. And I got to play Alphonse for, Hmm. like, a scene, and that was really fun. So, and uh, he just was absolutely fantastic at directing. Like, both him and Justin Cook were there to just give the fans direction. It was pretty amazing how easy it was to get everything right, because I was doing, like, actual real-life Alphonse, not mm-hmm. armored Alphonse, so th- there were lip flaps and all that stuff. And Well, that's kind of the good thing of, like, he, well, he does directing. I mean, he's, directing is also a pretty good art in itself. You have yeah. to, to be able to direct these, because dubbing is really hard, because... You have to really tell them what they have to do. It's not like yeah, yeah. You, you can't just be like have have at it. Speak your lines. Well, you no. you, you kind of have to be like, okay, here's here's the emotion that's going into these lines, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and make and, sure you get like the timing of the line right. You, too. you have to get the timing right, and then not just that, but like if if you know if they say a line and the director's not happy with it he can be like okay maybe if you do more emphasis on this word with that line so it's, there's a lot that goes into it well and that was the amazing thing about this panel is that it was literally everybody was in there was amateurs like i was 14 years old at the time uh and they had a pretty much less than an hour like they had like the whole recording part was actually only 20 minutes so they had 20 minutes to basically choose people that were going to play the voices hmm. Uh, tell them the lines, get them to act, to act the lines, and do it right. And then, you know, they just start talking about their careers while they had somebody in the room just editing the whole thing together. Just picking, like, the lines that worked the best and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then at the very end of the panel, they played the scene for us with our voice stubs over it. And it was really cool. That's pretty awesome. That was when I was 14 and I thought I could grow up to be a voice actor. You always get to that point of like anime f- and like otaku, like I'm gonna be a voice actor, I'm gonna do all this, and like, and, and and now you hear, now here you are, a podcaster. It's kind of the same thing, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Shit, there's my dreams shattered again. And how cool would it have been though if I did become a voice actor and I could tell people that's where I got my start? As a, as a podcaster, you get no, your start? No, no, as a um, kid in a panel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you ever heard That's of... That's a way better interesting... Way more interesting story. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a person called Rena Chan? Sounds familiar, sure. like, but she, I don't know 
She Kikuchi. actually got her. Um, she she's the voice of Two B in Near Automata. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she usually does like a lot of smaller roles, kind of additional voices on like video games and stuff now. But that's where she actually got her big break. Oh, nice. She was at one of these anime conventions and she won um, kind of like a little mini dubbing contest, kind of probably along the same lines as that. Yeah. And she blew up. She did a lot of flash animation stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably probably a lot of Newground stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Oh, but there's a dog. There is the dog. Yeah. I guarantee they could hear that on the mic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's kind of loud. Yeah. Well, we've she's been on previous podcasts. Like, I was walking to work listening to the podcast, and I hear her barking, and I looked around, like, where's the dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is the, the windscreen, hopefully, will pick, <laughs> will take a little bit off of that. Yeah, hopefully. But so, I've always had that problem. Yeah, My sister has a dog. Yeah, so. speaking of which, this is a new mic that we're using. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching a video earlier, and the person recording, I guess they must live like on a farm or something, because like, every couple se- seconds you hear a rooster go off. <laughs> and at one point in the video, the rooster was so loud that he actually just edited a picture of a rooster into the video, just because he's just like, my <laughs> fucking cock is being way too loud. <laughs> Uh, you might want to get that checked out. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys are like walking around and you're listening to this podcast and you just hear a dog, that's why. Yeah, well, but... that might not always be why. You might want to check your surroundings, but... <laughs> more, more than likely. Oh, man. So, so you were mentioning that one of those, <laughs> the Black Lagoon you were talking about was really good. Yeah. For the dub. And and then I noticed here in this stack you have. Uh, we're not going to let you choose the order you talk about. Okay. We're going to choose for it. That's right. Okay. <laughs> here it is. We have Ghost Stories. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yes. Yeah. This this anime. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Is notorious for having a dub that is so bad <laughs> that it's good. Yeah. Uh, basically, the anime was a colossal failure. In Japan. It's terrible. I watched the Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Funimation pretty much had prematurely bought the licensing rights for it to do the dub. And we're just like, they watched it and they were just like, I don't think we could do this. I I don't think we can do this seriously. The uh, people in charge of it in Japan were just like, you guys can do whatever you want with this. We don't care if you're staying true to the story or well, whatever. Well, they had to mention, like, the monster of the week. And yeah. Then, like, they, had to, they mentioned the monster of the week, and I think maybe the characters, but everything else just threw it out. Yeah, just free range. So they basically turn it into kind of, like, an SNL kind of skit. Like, this feels like something that is more of, like, a YouTube channel quality dubbing as opposed to, like, it's like know, an like, abridged series. That's what I kind of consider it as. Like, I know a lot yeah. of people are like, oh, it's so bad. It's, I mean, like, I know it's it's not faithful and everything, but, whoa, the real... <laughs> I've watched this in <laughs> Japanese, and it's terrible. Yeah. It I, is boring. I've only seen clips of it. Uh, one clip had Tyler laughing so hard that he had to pause the video because he There's couldn't hear it anymore. <laughs> is, uh, is, is that the one with the, the with board the mover? No, the cave. The cave. There's like this cave is so desolate, and when men go in, they never come out. Not unlike your sister. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I know one, uh, one of my favorites is like the um, was it they were little one of the kids was running is like run this like there's a favorite. big black man around you <laughs> and then he like falls over and he's like well at least he's not racist yeah because he, like, <laughs> he was like a second faster but he was, like, was just uh, oh that's my favorite line from it too yeah I can't stop laughing at that one also and just then, really appreciate the like stupid little moments just like the fill the hole hole dip filler <laughs> move the board board mover <laughs> also really like the can we get off my sister jokes like I did with your sister <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that one's that's I'm gonna have to borrow that one because <laughs> I haven't seen it but I've just seen clips of it and it looks yeah. absolutely hilarious oh it's it's the best like I think, like, my favorite character is the, that one girl who's, like, a born-again Christian. Like, Have you accepted Jesus in your heart? Well, that will go. I, I absolutely feel like uh, it was the ideal series for Hilary Hag and Greg Ayers. Because mm-hmm. they're both in it. Uh, Hilary Hag plays, like, the main girl in it. And she just has one of those voices that's just absolutely distinct. And I, ha- I haven't heard her do any recent anime, but yeah, this is probably my favorite role she ever had just because... Like, the kid is, like, whining at her, and she's like, Amy, that's what you sound like. <laughs> and, like, she just has one of those voices that, uh, she always jokes that, like, if she ever answers the phone, people will be like, is your mommy and daddy home? Oh, she like, has no. that it's nuts. <laughs> uh, Greg Harris says that he'll actually go out of his way to sound like a little kid when he answers the phone. <laughs> Because he just, he he has a pretty normal voice when he speaks normally, but he, most of his anime voice is, like, super childish. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, he said that he once went through, like, a drive through and he did, like, a baby rap. <laughs> uh, that must have been interesting. Him and makes, Hillary- makes me wonder, like, do, do some of these, like, drive through people notice, like, do they recognize their voices? Uh, some of them some might now. I mean, do. if you think back then, probably not, because... When they first really got into anime, they were with ADV, and it was still a pretty obscure thing to watch anime dubbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, again, I got to meet Greg Ayers at my very first anime con, Anime Vegas. And he was, like, the only person I really wanted to meet there. Mm-hmm. And I actually got to meet him before he became so famous that it's hard to get him at conventions. Back then, like, his biggest role was Chrono from Chrono Crusade, and a lot of people didn't know who he was, like... So it was really easy to go talk to him. He was actually outside uh, on a smoke break, which made me really sad because I would, had listened to his commentary on Chrono Crusade like a couple weeks before we got to the con, and he had mentioned that he was struggling doing Chrono's voice because he'd quit smoking, but he was really proud of the fact that he quit. And I met him smoking a cigarette. You're like, oh, dream shattered. But I remember I was super nervous because, again, I'm like 14 years old. And this is a guy I really admire. And I tried to make a Chrono costume for that convention and I epically failed. Like, the coat had two different size sleeves. I had no idea what I was doing. It was an absolute nightmare. So, And the wig was a Halloween wig that got melted. So I couldn't even wear it. So the last day I just wore whatever I could of the coat. I tried my best to wear it. I just... I put it on and I'm like, it's, I tried a chrono uh, cosplay and he saw me there and he's just like, you are adorable. I love it so much. And he had like his uh, purple hair because he loved to dye his hair different colors. And I was telling him, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so nervous talking to you. And he's like, oh girl, let me tell you about this. And he pulls out <laughs> his cell phone and back then it was like the flip phone. And he's going through his phone. He's like, Hillary and I met the creator of Chrono Crusade and I about lost my shit. 
<laughs> and so he's just sitting there showing me his cell phone, and he's just, like, laughing and giving me hugs, and I was just like, Greg Ayers is the greatest human being I've ever met in my life. He's so sweet. He's just this big cuddle bug. And then I remember, like, four or five years ago, everybody was asking, like, what kind of guests do we want to get for our local convention? And I mentioned Greg Ayers, and everybody's like, it's impossible to get Greg Ayers to any convention. And I'm like, that just blows my mind because it was so easy to talk to him way back then uh-huh. so i'm like i'm glad that his career took off as well as it did i guess uh or high host club might have been like the big role for him that really got him well known he played one of the twins oh yeah yeah and then just after that it just became impossible to book him for anything and i'm just like i'm, I'm happy but at the same time like i'd love to meet him now that i'm not as scared to meet people like him you know <laughs> yeah absolutely now you just get nervous and stutter. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I couldn't even talk back then. I was just like, I'm sorry. I just, I'm not, I don't know what to do. Like, I talked like that to Justin Cook, too, and he was basically just like, we're not famous. It's, it's, what are you freaking out about? So it's, it's okay. If it makes you feel any better, I can barely talk now. It's a good thing you don't do it for a living. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Uh, another really great person to talk to at cons, uh, Chuck Huber. I got a chance to uh, chat with him at a local con a couple of years ago. And I remember, uh, like he was taking photos with somebody else and I was just sitting there waiting, you know, trying to be polite, let him finish the conversation with people. And I'm just sitting there holding my camera and he just like looks over and he's like, are you waiting for something? And I'm like, I just really wanted to get a picture of you. And he's all like... Oh, gorgeous! You want to be in the photo with me? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Do you uh, have your your eyes go all wide? You're like, <gasps> yes. Well, and his girlfriend then gave me a drawing she drew of Hie, and she's like, "Here you go, sweetie. You can have him sign this." I was like, what? <laughs> you were going, what? Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I don't fangirl over voice actors as much as I used to, but I'm like, I just really wanted a picture with him, and he was so sweet, and like him and I were sitting there talking because I told him, like, you know, I heard about. The situation with your kids, because he gained custody, and I'm like, I'm so happy you got custody of your kids, and I'm so happy you're with your new girlfriend, and I'm really happy your life has just turned around, and he's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, nobody wants to talk to me about that stuff, they just want to tell me about the characters they love, and it felt like nobody really cares about me, and I'm like, I'll talk to you anytime, and he had me on Facebook, like, the next day, and he was just, like, messaging me and, like, talking to me, and it was great, uh... He also, like, laughed at, like, one of my stupid puns. He made this Facebook status about how, like, each morning you should wake up and uh, greet the trees because the trees will acknowledge how great of a person you are and they think that you're wonderful. I'm Greg Ayers. I speak to the trees. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- not Greg Ayers. Was, uh Chuck Huber. I'm Chuck Huber. I speak to the trees. Yeah, no, he was telling me, he's like, I talk to trees and the trees think you're wonderful and... So I commented on status. I'm like, Senpine has noticed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Ooh. Go, go home. You're drunk. Not yet. <laughs> no, I, that that's actually not too bad of one. Yeah, no, he, he thought it was funny. <laughs> that's all that matters. So, I mean... I, I don't know. I get a little bit offended when people insult the voice actors. Like, if you don't like a dub, you don't like a dub. But don't insult the voice actors. They're fantastic oh, people. Oh, they're, they're great people. I've met I've all the, all the cons that I've gone to. They're really nice people. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, Anime Salt Lake. And it was when it existed. 
they had um, Chris Rager, the guy who does Hercule, mm-hmm. and he just yelled out "balls deep" in the middle of the, in the middle of Slick. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Well, I mean, it could have been worse. He didn't yell that out at, in the middle of BYU. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> just, everyone would be like, "No, don't do it. You'll never come back." But I went to a convention in Southern Utah, and we had to ride the elevator down from like our hotel room to the main convention floor. And uh, I remember somebody got in the elevator with us, and I wasn't thinking much about it. I'm just like, whatever. And my friends are freaking out. And I'm just like, what's going on? And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And then the guy leaves the elevator, and my friends are like frozen, like stone. And I'm like, what? And they're like, that was Aaron Desmuke, who was the, at the time was the voice actor of Alphonse in the first Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, he had hit puberty before that convention, and he was tall. That was the reason, like, I didn't phase me, because, like, I thought Aaron Desby was, like, this little kid. But it was, like, this tall teenager in the elevator with us, and I just didn't think about who it possibly was. And it was like, it was Aaron Desby. Oh, my God, he was in the elevator with us. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and so we went to his panel afterwards, and uh, that was around the time that Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood had been announced, and somebody asked, they're like, so are you going to be Alphonse in the new Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? And he's just like... Unfortunately, no, because you see, there comes this time in every boy's life <laughs> where things start to change, and don't be afraid, don't be afraid, but I mean, you're going to start finding hair in places you didn't find hair before. <laughs> <laughs> and he just went on for about, like, a solid five minutes about puberty, and we're just like, we're, we're as, paying as, to be here listening to as, this. As sad as it is, you know, <laughs> kids, kids in that panel learn more about puberty than they do in the Utah public <laughs> education system. Well, and the funny thing was somebody asked him, like, in the Q&A, like, what got him into voice act, or why he wanted to be a voice actor, if that was, like, the career he wanted. He went on for a solid, like, ten minutes with zero punctuation, talking about, like, all the different career options he wanted to go through that were so ridiculous, like, uh, how he initially wanted to be a pirate, but then he changed his mind and wanted to be an astronaut, and then he thought, hey, why not space pirate? He went up solid ten minutes without fucking taking a breath of all the ridiculous (laughs) things he wanted to do. He was like, but my uncle works for Funimation, so I end up being a voice actor. Well, well, the great thing about, you know, being a voice actor is, you know, you can be a space pirate. Yeah, you can be all those things. <laughs> Actually, can I say one funny thing about puberty? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, so dub, so dubs, puberty. Ooh. Like, um, there was, a, there was one called Monster Rancher. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Monster so Rancher. the kid who did Genki, the main character kid... He hit puberty, and you can hear it in the final season, and it's so funny. <laughs> you can absolutely hear Aaron Desmukes in the Full Metal Alchemist movie as well. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Yes, yeah. Conqueror Shambhala. There's, like, one moment where he's like, Edward! And it's just... Because <laughs> yeah. no, he just said it was a big brother! Oh, my gosh, that's great. It's just it's so... Uh, same with the uh, little chibi OVA. Uh, somebody actually made a joke about it, like, in the dubs for the Chibi OVA, because they're just like, uh, Alphonse and uh, uh, Edward both have their bodies back, and Alphonse is saying something, and I think it was, like, Roy or somebody who's just like, did that kid hit puberty? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's funny when that happens. And it's, well, I, I bet they're, I don't know, I don't know how they're, because, I mean, Canada, they probably, I don't know if they, re, well, they obviously didn't recast him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, like, you're you're in a contract. You're going to be here for, like, 52 episodes. Oh, shit. At episode 30, he's, he's uh, going through the change. Oh, shit. <laughs> Help us. 
Let's just say there's a time warp thing. That's that's why you always uh, cast women for your little kids. Yeah. (laughs) We don't go through that problem. Uh, Although they did... That's sexist. They did recast uh, Veronica Taylor for Ash Ketchum, so I mean... She, mm-hmm. she gets recasted a lot, I noticed. She was also Amelia in Slayers, yeah. and she got recasted. Yeah. Uh, she was also in the aforementioned Yu Yu Hakusho movie. She played two different characters in that. Oh, wow. <laughs> she was the best part of that about that movie. Mm-hmm. Dude, do some, I wonder, do some of these voice actors look back at some of their roles and just, like, feel shame? Like, ugh, like, do they I ever actually have, did that. Do they ever have a role that they just think of as a paycheck? Yes. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Like, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes people, I f- well, I know they enjoy it, but sometimes they're like, oh, what do you want to do? I'll do what they'll pay me to do. <laughs> some, some of those actors. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine, but yeah. Well, you see, I'd really like to have dinner on the table tonight, so I'm going to do what they tell me to. <laughs> I'm going to scream. Oh. oh, yeah. I hear that, like, that's one of the worst parts about animating or voice acting for an anime is. You gotta do a lot of screaming. Oh, yeah. You just gotta get used to it. Poor Sean Schemmel. He fell... Uh, the guy who does Goku, he, he passed out <laughs> one time <laughs> in the booth. Like, he's... He so, says Super Saiyan 4, but I think it's Super Saiyan 3, because he screams for five straight minutes. <laughs> and it just... I think something similar <laughs> happened to Aaron Desmick as well. And he was... He was a little kid when he first got cast in his Alphonse. And, you know, being a little kid, something that he liked to do was lean back in the chair, even though the adults would say, you're going to fall over. Mm-hmm. And these recording booths are really tiny. Mm-hmm. So one time he was leaning back in the chair, and then the director goes over the mic like, okay, Aaron, you can start recording. And nothing happened. And then they're like, Aaron, are you there? And they just hear like this little faint, help me. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, and he's wedged between the chair and the wall. Oh, <laughs> That's when the director gets to come in and be like, Told you so! (laughs) Uh, Always listen to commentaries if you ever get the Blu-rays of anime dubs because you will hear some pretty gold stories like uh, Chuck Huber's ex-wife. She never watched Yu Yu Hakusho until the very last season. Because they would only watch it if it was on TV. They didn't buy any of the DVDs or anything like that. And so one time they're watching... uh, Toonami with like their kids and like the, there's an episode on and he gets super excited he's like this is the show I'm in this is the one I was telling you about he gets all you know the kids to be quiet he gets his wife to sit down and watch the whole episode and he's like he was in the entire episode but all he did the entire episode was go hmm <laughs> <laughs> and his wife was just like they pay you for that <laughs> so when you just shrug and be like I guess like, he's, he said he was so disappointed. It was the first time his wife ever watched the show, and he didn't say a single fucking word, even though his character was in the entire show. Oh, man. And the funny thing is, like, I was listening to that commentary, and I'm like, I know exactly which episode he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a vocal character. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I think, again, it was probably Christopher R. Sabbath just choosing his own character, but I think Kuobara probably had the most dialogue in the whole show. Um, like, I think if you count how many lines every character has, I think I think uh, Chris Farris Sabbath absolutely had the most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he absolutely casts himself in, like, every role that he directs, though, because... Oh, he does. <laughs> uh, he, he just loves every role he gets. Like, uh, 
Alex Louis Armstrong. Uh, he's, uh, oh god, literally the name just flew away out of my brain. Uh, plus Ultra, My Hero Academia. Uh, Main now hero. Yeah, now you've made me lose the name. <laughs> yeah. All Might. All Might. That's Thank it. you, Mike. It's not that hard of a name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's an English name. It's it's one of those things like right there on the tip of your tongue. It's like I know it. I know it. I know it. Yeah, but he he plays that character too. He's he's done. So, I think uh, he mentioned at the Crunchyroll Awards that he has over like a hundred roles on his belt. Yeah. Isn't he also uh, Zoro in One Piece? Yep, he's yeah. Zoro. I just want to point out because I have to. No offense to him, but, like, the best Zoro voice was the four kids one oh, for Zoro. I, I mean, all the other voices were crap, but, but for Zoro... You mean amazing? <laughs> but, but for Zoro with the, with the four kids... All the four other four kids. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you meant all the other Zoro voice actors. No, like, all, they were all amazing. No, they were all amazing. <laughs> but all the other four kids' voices were were just kind of terabad. Yeah. But like they nailed. You don't Zoros. like you don't like the Brooklyn Sanji. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh man. My ears. <laughs> no. uh, you got to appreciate that the four kids Zoro. Uh, they paid him to make chicken noises in his Zoro voice. So yeah, oh, that's that's bad. But you know, like like I said, you know, the the lines were terrible, but his voice was spot on. Are you kidding? This cat has done the impossible. What has he done? He has balanced himself on the edge of this couch on two very floofy comforters. And he looks like he is the most comfortable he's ever been in his life. It's true. No, I'm just trying to see who's the voice of Zoro. Yeah. To the I, Google. To, yeah. to I, the internet. I'm already on the IMDb's. Hopefully I find the right one. Yeah, because... Well, I mean... I think there's only three, so... Ooh. Well, well, there's... there's Hold on. There's the Japanese, and then Google there's the two English. I mean, I guess other countries also dubbed it, so... Yeah. Well, they might have... Uh, oh, I don't know if they've changed voice actor for Zoro in Japanese. I think they might have, but... I don't think they did. I think he still has the same voice actor. I think they kept pretty much most of the cast the same. Okay. At least for the main crew. I don't think anybody's been replaced. Yeah. So. But, yeah, we'll talk about other dubs yeah. that we like while we're waiting. If, like, or he's going to give up. I'm going to give up. Like it's a like... pansy. <sighs> Coward. I am a coward. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to think, because like, I know, because a lot of the four, a lot of the people who'd like, this person who did Lena and Veronica Taylor, they all moved over to four kids, and I'm like, hmm, I know the... Yeah, I, I think Veronica Taylor was a jack-of-all-trades, kind of like Vic. I think she did pretty much any role that she could get her hands on. I'm... Yeah. Because like. she's worked for companies that are really obscure, too, and I, you'll hear her voice in, like, the most random of places. I did get to meet her, too. Oh, yeah. I, uh, that actually was a lot of fun, because I, I, I met her, and I had my whole Ash everything on. Oh, I remember everything. that. You it's, showed me the pictures. And it, and it was nice, because I, I had a um, Pokemon, like, uh, from Pokemon Center. I got, actually, the little notebook and everything. She wrote this <laughs> really nice note, and I'm like, no. It, it's Mark Derizon. Mark Derizon. Damn, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't either. 
because I was like, it's not because I was like the only four kids. People he wasn't derived in the popularity. It was like Dan Green, Eric Stewart, Gallery from Slayers. Yeah. Lisa Ortiz, Lena. <laughs> I always think actually one thing I think is kind of cool about dubbing <laughs> is that there's a lot of Latin, Latino uh, voice actors that do a lot of the voices and stuff. Like, Lena mm -hmm. is played by Lisa Ortiz and Cynthia Martinez for the, the movie and all that stuff, the ADV stuff. So I was like, cool, my people are... Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look up uh, Mark DeRaisin's uh, IMDb. Yeah. Because now I'm curious what else he's done. Yeah, and he's... Because a lot, of, a lot of those people... Because, yeah, it was... For kids, was... Uh, let's see, he was, he was Guts in Berserk, 2012-2013. Oh, wow. Yeah, before it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, fantastic. Uh, if you haven't watched uh, Berserk 2016-2017, go watch it. You've missed out. <laughs> you, you, are, you need that experience in your life at least once. Whoa. Uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> so um, like my brother actually has the old um, old DVDs. Yeah. And like watching that, and then watching I watched it on Netflix. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, uh, I think Berserk is a cursed series. Yeah. Oh wow, uh, he's he's actually I'm I'm looking. He's got a lot of roles that like. Yeah. It, let's see, Conrad in Fire Emblem Echoes. I think that's Echoes. Yeah, they. I think so. I'm not going to remember. <laughs> I haven't played Echoes in a long time, so I can't remember any of the names. Yeah. Um, except for Python. Wilhelm in ReZero. Okay. Wilhelm Well, I mean, like, we watched that in English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course we did. Uh, Taki's father in Your Name. Okay, we did watch that one in English, because yeah. we, we saw that one in English in theaters, actually. Yeah. With us, with me. Yeah, with you. You watched it both Whoa. in English and in Japanese. Yeah, it's a very interesting... I think that's one... Uh, some of the jokes are better in English. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the references do not translate well in English. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of... There's a few things that don't translate well in English, like... Was it when he... When they when they body swap and they're at the rooftop and talking with it or she was him talking with her his friends and it was like yeah. speaking country talk and they're like y'all huh kind of yeah, different like that, accents and that whole conversation accent. absolutely did not translate to English well yeah <laughs> so uh, that that does bring up a good question though about uh, kind of like what I was talking about with Persona how localization has absolutely changed in the voice acting industry back in the day a lot of uh companies believed that the best way to localize anime and video games from japan was to basically rewrite the script so you know us americans and westerners can absolutely understand every reference like anything that was too japanese was basically removed and replaced with with shitty so, pop culture yeah things <laughs> like the jelly donut Thing. from pokemon uh, things, things things like joey wheeler getting a brooklyn accent yeah and i mean not even just so much as the right uh the acting side but even on the writing side yeah a lot of it and i think uh i mean obviously we immediately think of four kids when we think of this stuff with yeah. you know, the famous jelly donut incident uh no, not just the jelly donut but there was a sandwich incident too yeah they replaced something with a sandwich 
And then I think the sandwich fell. And it, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't even fall apart. It's like they just photoshopped a sandwich in there. The sandwich just like fell. And it stayed intact. And it just landed on the f- ground. Completely intact. Like it didn't fall apart or anything. You yeah, know, like a sandwich right. should. Uh, the funny thing is that the this idea of localization is actually still happening today. Not so much in anime. I think anime has basically embraced this idea that if you're going to dub something, you should dub it with all of the cultural references left intact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the exceptions that I think a lot of the Miyazaki films that are being dubbed into English by Disney still remove a lot of the Japanese stuff. Like, anything that can be removed is removed, and all the stuff that's, like, really important to the story is left in. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there, there have been a lot of changes in Miyazaki films, but video games have probably been hit by this localization thing the worst... Uh, I know, like I mentioned, Persona was very, very true to its Japanese origins after they learned the lesson of Persona 1. But uh, Nintendo of America, because we were talking about Fire Emblem, actually has this policy in place where as the game is being developed in Japan, they are writing an English version of the script that is more accustomed to Westerner audiences. Of course, because, yeah. you know, us, us Westerners aren't savvy to you know Eastern culture. Yeah. And this, the funny thing is that while that would be considered a sin for anime, a lot of video game magazines actually encourage the fact that Nintendo does this. Mm-hmm. They actually call it, consider it like the best way to dub Japanese games in English is by basically censoring it or changing it for Western audiences. And I think it's an interesting subject that I do want to hear your guys' opinions about whether video games should be more like Atlas, where they keep all the Japanese references in, or if it should be something more like Fire Emblem or Xenoblade Chronicles, where the stuff is changed in order to just fit the script better. Um, so for me, honestly, I, I think it would, I guess, depend on the game and the story. So if, if the game takes place... In Japan, I feel like they should probably leave a lot of that stuff intact, just because it's 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 a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. But if you were to take that, you know, a game that say takes place in France or something, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it, it would be acceptable to you know make to change the script to make it more acceptable to a Western audience. I see. I don't know. I don't think it's... Eh, well, you can go way too crazy because the worst is... Um, was it Zelda Triforce Heroes? The the mm-hmm. one the one where you can dress up your Link? Yeah. That thing sucks. <laughs> it's like the worst. So, like, they um, they put so much... They put me... Like, uh, there's a US... It's stupid because the US version and the UK version are totally different. They put memes. <laughs> the, the US version, they put memes on oh. this dumb stuff. Like, that... You can go too extreme, I think, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of used. Well, psh, Nintendo games have been censored forever. Final Fantasy has yeah. been butchered. Old Final Fantasy, like Super Nintendo, they were butchered. Like, oh no, it's not a bar; it's a cafe, or <laughs> all these little things. But of course, yeah. I don't think it's too bad. Like, I, I just think it kind of depends. I think it really does depend. It D- depends very, on the severity of how much they change it. Yeah, like. Yeah. It, don't put pop culture references to data. <laughs> oh, absolutely That's not. Like the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Um, but. 
I think my biggest, like, I think the biggest criminal effect was uh, Fire Emblem Fates. Like, when I first heard about, like, the censorship, I didn't really care, personally. Like, they removed things such as the petting game. Yeah. Which made zero sense because they kept in the game where your significant other tells you that the bath was too hot and they want you to blow on them. <laughs> so you literally have to uh, blow your significant other. Yeah. But, you know, the petting game was what was taken out. Um, they, so I think the censorship they, didn't they make didn't, much sense. They didn't me. want young virgin children to touch titties too but, soon. Just blow on them. But, <laughs> <laughs> touching the titties wasn't even an option, though. It was their face. So, I I think it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Hmm. At first, I didn't really care, but the more I looked into it and saw, like, the differences between, like, fan subs versus uh, the official, like, dub, I was just like, this... To me, it felt a bit too censored. Like, mm-hmm. on one hand, I'm not gonna boycott Nintendo for this situation, but I really do wish that it was a subject that was talked about more, and I really do wish that, like, again... Gaming magazines absolutely applauded Nintendo for this, where they were very critical against Persona that was absolutely faithful to its Japanese counterpart. And I'm like, I really wish that that would shift, or at least gaming magazines would start to take more of a neutral stance so the subject could be open to talk about. Well, so I don't really trust game reviews anymore, because so Game Informer and their reviews... They want, well, I mean, it's owned by GameStop. They want you to buy Nintendo. Yeah. They want you to buy what they want you to buy. Their, their big reviews are, are nine tens out of ten. People want you to, they want to push their games. Yeah. And IGN will. Like, like IGN they, as, as, as a good example, because this kind of came up with a, uh, one of my, on this day, you know, Facebook things, mm-hmm. uh, like Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh. You know, everyone was raving about it. When it, you know, before it came out, and then, like, immediately following its release, and then come to find out, like, two weeks later, everyone hated it. Yeah. That thing is so much fun to watch. Like, there's a fun, like, oh my god, I love the commercial of Mass Effect Andromeda because it has... the song choice is the best for that trailer because it's like I'm only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. I'm like that is so perfect, and they didn't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like word of mouth is more important. I I find word of mouth is more important than actual bigger reviews and stuff because mm-hmm. everyone's got their biases and. Well, and that's why I wanted to bring it up as a topic and not just completely like steer it in my opinion, but get everybody's opinion on it because. I think it's a subject that needs to be talked about. I think it's something that needs to be a bit more open to conversation, and a lot of gaming magazines have closed the book on those conversations. Oh, one really good... So, well, then, I think Nintendo kind of censors theirs a lot more heavily because they're trying to... They've always been kids. kids yeah, yeah they, they have this, this view of... Or society here in America has this view of them being family-friendly. Yeah, yeah. selling cardboard whatever with their la- Labo or Labo. Yeah. I actually really like the Nintendo Labo. I think it's cute. I don't know how cute it is for me. I don't want I don't know if I want to pay 60 bucks or whatever. For yeah, that. I mean, <laughs> the price tag's not super cute, but, but I, I think the I think idea, cool idea of, like, reliving your childhood by playing with cardboard yeah, is it's, a it's, cute idea. It, it brings yeah. a cool blend of, like, imagination and technology. Yeah, into it's like a virtual reality cardboard. One, one really good people... Um, 
one really good person who does uh, localization really well is those the, the Yakuza games. I don't oh, know if... I've heard so many good things about that game. I know we have our one friend like oh. obsessed with Yakuza Six at the moment. I just yeah. I just barely got it, so I'm like, <laughs> it's gonna suck because it's like it's like Monster Hunter. I've been playing Far Cry Five, and then now Yakuza Six. So I'm like, because <laughs> oh, those games are great. Like that one, like it's like pers- it's it's similar to well. It's like Persona living in a Japanese world. Oh yeah, there's been so, so many Yakuza Persona crossovers already done. Like, like oh, it is it is a fantastic game, and their localization is amazing. Like it's it's very respectful to the because it's all in Japanese. It's all it's all you got to read subtitles. And that was another. I think that's another reason why Japanese why dubs were so bad is because for the longest time, like up to the PlayStation Two era. Um, Sony required people to have dubs, <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, a you, lot of the dubs. <laughs> you, you couldn't go in and be like, "Oh well, we're not people aren't." I want to I want to listen to the Japanese voices in this game. You know, it was it, you didn't get that option in the localization. Like it took forever, like mid PS3 era, to to accept. Okay, we're not gonna be we're gonna be like put this as the Japanese and the Yakuza games are so much better in Japanese, like. I played the first one on the PS2, and like the the main character, he's just this angry guy, like fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> and then like and then the, um, all the other ones, he's this kind of big tough y- yakuza guy, but he's got a heart of gold, saving the kid. Like the third one, he has a he has a he owns an orphanage, saving all these little kids and all this stuff, and he's a cool guy. But you have to play those yakuza games; they're hilarious. Like there's um. One part I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. It was a stupid joke, but you uh, in the newer games you learn fighting styles. Like you have like normal style, then you have like a big bear style for like your heavy dudes or whatnot. And like it made me laugh because the joke was like this random dude walking on the street teaching or wa- having you watch uh, fighting styles, and he's like he's like I'm a fisting master. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the main character guy's like I don't want to know about that. Nothing. <laughs> Like the, the the humor in that game is hilarious. Like, it is so weird. It's a it's a weird Japanese game. Like the new one is fun because you can actually train cats. You can have like yeah. Like, I heard there's a cat cafe in the new one. Yeah, and you can have like ten cats just like eating, and they like they all eat their food and little hearts <laughs> go up and. Oh, any game where you get to feed cats is a game Tyler wants to play. Sure. It, it's true. Uh, I mean, I I didn't get to feed cats in. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, but I, I did get to pet them. It was yeah. disappointing, I know. That's why I like Ubisoft games. Just pet the dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always do. U- Ubisoft knows how to sell games to their audience. They're like, we're going to include animals, and we're going to give you the option to pet those animals. I feel really, really Or bad. skin them. You know, whatever. Yeah. Far Cry sometimes, Far. sometimes both. <laughs> you pet them, and then you skin them. I feel really bad in Far Cry 5, because you can have like a dog as your, pet, as your, your little ally buddy and I feel bad every time he gets shot or anything you hear the little whine like mm-hmm. oh like get up <laughs> uh, my roommate is playing Far Cry 5 and uh isn't she running around with a cougar yeah she has a cougar <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a, the cougar's name is Peaches yep and there's a bear named Cheeseburger <laughs> move into the country gonna eat me a lot of peaches don't eat peaches fine peaches is good friend <laughs> But yeah, uh, 
So, ba- moving on to your stack back, here. Back, back over to anime here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one that I absolutely love, and it's probably the most underrated anime ever. That one? Or? Uh, yes. Kamani uh, okay. High School. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's so Kermode good. High School. It, it's it's a fantastic one. One of the best gags throughout the entire anime is uh, this character named Mekazawa, who looks like a garbage can. <laughs> uh, he is in fact a with ro- a garbage can with eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. He, he well, is, not even like eyeballs, but he's wearing but a school uniform, so clearly he's a human. Clearly. Uh, so one of the running gags throughout the show is that. The main character has noticed that he is not a human, but he, but he's not entirely sure if, if anybody else anyone knows. else has, or even if Mekazawa himself yeah. has realized he's not human. There's an entire episode where he's going around trying to gauge people's reactions to Mekazawa to try to figure out if they are aware or if they are just being nice to him because he thinks he's a human. Yeah. And it's it's so funny. Oh, I anime doesn't know how to be as funny as Kramati High School it, it, anymore. It has like, this this really awkward sense of humor that just it it really hits it. It's something that I don't even think they could replicate in in modern anime. Yeah, like it's just and all the voice actors just absolutely nailed it in the dub. Like. Uh-huh. It's one of those that you think would only be funny in Japanese because you got to keep it to the source material. The English actors just took it and ran, and they knew exactly <laughs> oh, yeah. what they were doing, and I am so proud of them. Uh, another one that Funimation did that kind of was the same way was Shin-chan. Yeah. I, don't, oh, I was going to bring Shin-chan, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> if you love South Park, you would probably love the dub of Shin-chan. Uh-huh. Uh, man, I I liked Shin-chan, but at the same time... You hated Shin-chan? No, I, I didn't hate it. It was just... It, it was so... You were overexposed? Mind-numbing, I guess. Yeah, like, that's like, fair. Like, like, it was great to watch, like, an episode or two at a time. It was really funny and everything, but... Any more than that, and it almost felt like you could just feel your brain cells exactly melt. exactly like yeah. South Park. Uh, I think the best joke from Shin-chan ever was only available in the English version, but it was, uh, so their house gets blown up, <laughs> and then they have to move into this crappy little apartment, Yeah. and then at the end of the episode, the apartment blows up, <laughs> and so Shin-chan asks his dad, he's like, Man, what do you think is going to get blown next? He's like, probably not me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, boy. (laughs) Shinshan is probably one of my favorites. That one I had to buy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have all three seasons, but I try to find as much as I can, but not too much because there's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of good... There's a lot of good dubs. But, um, yes, Cromartie... I'll have to let you borrow this because there's some one of the later episodes is hilarious. Yeah, I've I haven't finished it because it's just it's so hard to find all of it. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm actually really impressed you have all of it. No, I I used to collect a lot. Like me too. Like a little bit if... after after like high school and stuff like that, I used to like 
spend all my money on animals. <laughs> oh boy, I hear you. I have one of those like, really huge, like blue bin drums filled with anime DVD. So I understand. And and now most of my money goes towards subscriptions. Yeah, basically. Welcome to the streaming yeah, generation. Streaming era. Yep. Man, because I, w- I really want to. Oh, although even with that, I've so I felt like. I've had to buy the DVDs of some things. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, because I just, I, I'm a huge fan of Girls in Panzer. I've, mm-hmm. I watched it online. I felt like I had to buy the DVDs. Oh, yeah. yeah. I need to get that. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's, it's so like, good. I love Girls in Panzer. I was surprised that I like Girls in Panzer so much. I was really worried it was just going to be like a fan service anime featuring tanks, which are two things I'm just not interested in. <laughs> but it's, it's very reminiscent of a sports anime. And I think one of the best things about it is uh, it's one of these really subtle details that it doesn't come out and say right away, but you know if you pay attention to the subtext. And that's uh, this is takes place in a alternate reality where women control the world instead of men, and uh, because women control the world and are in control of like the superpowers and the military and all that stuff, uh, the Axis powers actually won World War II. And Japan became the big military country, while America became a cultural company, or country. So, like, all at so one point, there's, like, ancient American proverb. And yeah. It's just so, free, and it was, like, I think it was, like, a Ulysses S. Grant quote or something. Yeah. And uh, there's also a point, like, because women are in charge, they're, like, the dominant gender or whatever. Yeah, so I was, was going to mention this. It's, like, the, the, the reverse sexism, like... Something you you wouldn't you'd hear a guy say, mm-hmm. you know, in nowadays, but it's it's these high school girls, and they're yeah. like, oh, I, I I don't think a boy could drive a tank. I think the loud <laughs> gunfire would scare them. Yeah, basically, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, you have the girl that's just like the horn dog for all the guys that she only joined the club to get a boyfriend. Right. So do you think that do you think, think the boys will be impressed if I'm part of the tankery club? <laughs> Then the one girl who's, like, always giving relationship advice, even though she's never been in a relationship. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's all the standard male tropes, but projected onto female characters. Even, like, the mom of the main character is, like, your typical, like, overbearing father type. (laughs) Yeah. Except now she's an overbearing mother type, and she's, like, a military general. Yeah, like oh my, my my oldest daughter is in tankery, and you know she's the <laughs> the the commander of this prestigious tankery school, and 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 shame on my other daughter because she couldn't cut it, or you know kind of that stupid shit. She acts more uh-huh. like a boy. Yeah. <laughs> so so on on that topic, girls in Panzer, I do have to point out, which is a cool little fact, um, the the main Japanese voice actor. For for Miho, mm-hmm. you know, like the the lead character, uh, she this it was her first role. It was nice. like her her breakout role, oh. and she she was actually considering quitting voice acting, mm-hmm. and and then they like in she actually won an award for that role. You know, uh-huh. they're like, hey, you know this. Up, you know, new coming voice actor. You know, was was the award that she won, and she she felt honored enough to actually continue voice acting because of it. I'm just watching your cat's pillow fort just wobble. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's a cat. He has good balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's not a normal cat, though. So, I mean, he's kind of an awkward cat. Yeah, but he's my awkward cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're already running pretty long, actually. Uh, so do we want to power through your recommendations for good dubs? Yeah, and let's see. Uh, I also have a question: If you have any good recommendations for good subs, because just because the sub is the standard doesn't necessarily mean it is a good sub. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one because I really don't watch much subs. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I think I've been. I've started. I've kind of started to a little bit more. Like, I think it's just mostly martial arts movies. I've kind of gotten used to subs, and I like. I like. Man, old like even like the. 90s Jackie Chan movies, those are like, oh, like they're, they're, they're kind of a little racist and stuff, but I'm just like, okay, like, um, yeah, like, like I, I've been starting to watch more subs, Chinese movies and all that kind of stuff, so I'm trying to, starting to appreciate things a little bit more, but I'm still a dub person. Yeah, which, I mean, it's okay there's to be there's, wrong. There's <laughs> Let's see, I'm trying to think. Actually, one of my favorites. This is actually one of my top. I don't know, top tens, top fives, mm-hmm. maybe even. It's called Van Dread. And I've heard of Van Dread. So what it is is, uh, men and women have been separated for like thousands of years to the point where we don't even know each other. Mm-hmm. Is everyone just clones? Um, a little bit. Like uh, men are kind of clones. They're kind of. It, it gives a small little bit of it. Like men are clones and created in factories, and women have surrogates, but I don't know how they fertilize the egg, but they actually give birth naturally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, men and women hate each other. Like, it's, it's, it was one of the funniest things at the start, because it's like, um, like, uh, it's all men, like, men are gonna shoot off this, or launch their new battleship, whatever, against women, and it's like, oh, women are terrible, and like, you see all these men, like, being horrified by women, seeing all these big scratches, they look like, make women look like monsters. <laughs> And, like, um, some rogue women pirates, they take over the spaceship. And, like, the main the main character, he's, like, a... He's just a maintenance worker. He's a low-class citizen, and he wants to sneak on the ship and mark, a, like, a Gundam kind of mech robot that stands up like that. But the women fly in, like, fighter jets, and then some black hole happens and, like, combines their... Combines a little bit of the battleship and a little bit of the women's uh, pirate ship, and 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 all of the mecha, and all the mecha. Like, well, they have powers to combine mecha, so it's almost like it, and it does become like they, like, and there's like four four women jets, whatever, and they turned like they turn into different type kind of robots and transformations. But okay, it's a pretty cool one about like just differences of men and women, and there's a. This girl, she's all upset. She's like, she calls him an alien because she doesn't know what he is. <laughs> she's trying to figure out, like, she's like, men. I think, like, all these random rumors about men. Like, oh, men men go to the bathroom through these weird tubes on, on, <laughs> beneath their pants, really? And she just, like, <laughs> wants to watch and all this stuff. It's a, good, it's a really good one. It's like, it's, it's not really, it's, it's like harem but not here because <laughs> they don't hate each other because they don't have the capabilities to like each other but eventually they kind of do okay yeah and um, then 
It's yeah. a, it's one of my favorites. Like that's like part one. That's like season one. Season two is like, I guess what happened. Well, they, they finally realize that they can fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's like that, and then it's like these weird aliens. These weird aliens like harvest people for energy. It's almost like the Matrix, where they harvest people. Okay. As batteries to to live, and they have like full harvest planets, and then they're just trying to save the world, and everybody's got to work together. It's a good one. I really Actually, like that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so one that is actually kind of interesting because I, I'm just I'm kind of looking it up online to, to try to find the studio that did the dub. But the funny thing is, it actually got redubbed. So there's two different dubs, and I didn't realize that until I heard the Sega dub, and I was just completely thrown off. Uh, but it was a 20 or 2004 anime film. So back when dubbing was still like kind of finding its mark, uh, it's called Appleseed, oh, and yeah. it's oh, yeah. a movie which I loved. And Say which one? There's there's like a really old one that like looks like Gold Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I think that was like '80s. But there's like a newer one that's like an all more CGI. Yeah, so no, it's a little stiff sometimes, but it's still fine. It's early. but yeah, the uh, first Appleseed, like I said, it was dubbed. I want to say it was Genion that originally dubbed it, yeah. but I could be wrong. Yeah, they did that. But it recently got redubbed, and the redub sounds so weird to me. I mean, it might technically be better acting, but I think because I've heard the Genion dub so many times, hearing it redubbed, it just sounds bad. It sounds like listening through it to it through water. It's, it's uh, kind of like the Virgin effect. What you're used to yeah. sometimes becomes the... <laughs> It's yeah. so weird, version. and it, to me, the acting is worse, but that could just be because I have a bias towards the original dub. Well, the... Um, the thing that's making me upset, I'm just looking at... It, oh, you're fine. It received a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 94% of people who've seen it say they loved it. So it has a 94% approval rate, but 25 on Rotten Tomatoes, so do not listen to the Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, don't watch Ex Machina, though, because Ex Machina was dubbed by Warner Brothers, Yeah. and it's awful. It's a weird one. It's awful! And apparently there's another Appleseed movie, but I haven't heard anything about it, so... I have, I have, I did, I did get Ex Machina, and I think there actually is a, I think there's one, it's like Appleseed, like, 13, it's like an actual TV series? Yeah. Yeah, um, but... So I'm just looking through, like, Appleseed, uh, there's, there was quite a few Appleseed, uh, movies, but... Really, I and Ex Machina had a bit more of a better animation style because the models were oh. rendered a lot better and the animation was a bit cleaner. But the voice acting so terrible, I can't get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't release a subversion on the DVD, which is insane. Because oh it's like, if you're gosh. going to do a dub, offer us a sub in case we hate you. Oh, wow. But yeah, WB was just Man. super stingy about it and didn't offer a sub. That's where crappy. If you get the original one done by Genion, you can you actually have the choice between the dub and the those, sub. Those bastards. And I loved the Genion dub. I think it's fantastic. Appleseed yeah. is probably one of my favorite shows. I would love to cosplay as Dunin. She's one of the reasons I really wanted to become a blonde, because she's just such a badass. Mm-hmm. So. Like I like I like that opening opening scene where she's all fighting robots and all that stuff. Yeah, like, that's like how the, how that kind of like looks like like a sniper scope kind of thing going on. Yeah, I love the music from it too. Like yeah. that's that's one I forgot to talk about on the music episode. Yeah, that's um, his name's Paul Oakenfold. He does like DJ Wicked Wicked stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Wiki, I, wiki, scratch, scratch. Uh, my favorite song from the whole movie is the one where she's fighting, like, the sexy android chicks. Mm-hmm. And I think the song is just like, where's your head at, or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that one. Where she's in, what was the she's place wearing, called? Like, oh, the, that the utopia thing. Oh, ah, oh, God, it's been forever. It's been a long time. But, yeah, like, the, um, it, I, it's no, it's. It, I mean, it's fine. I, I know the act. I know a lot of the actors and stuff. Olympus. But, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, she's wearing like that really cute like orange outfit because she was just supposed to be like doing a tour of the city or whatever, and yeah. then they get attacked. Mm-hmm. But can I just say like you spend most of the movie seeing her in like military uniforms and all this like you know mecha gear and all that stuff and. The coolest scene is the one where she's fighting in the freaking orange miniskirt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I would love to cosplay Dunin. She is the coolest, like, female protagonist of that era, I think. Because mm-hmm. that was a time when, like, anime and video games weren't making super fantastic female protagonists. Like, they were making okay ones. But especially video games were lacking in it, and Ooh, this anime felt like a live, like a we were watching a video game because of the CGI, and mm-hmm. it, it had that very video game esque version of 3D models where it's like the characters were still a little bit like polygony and a bit stiff. But yeah, D- Dunin was just the coolest character, and her original like dub voice actress from Genion. I tried looking it up on IMBD, but they have both her English actors listed. I don't know which one was which. It's Amanda Winley. <laughs> oh, thank you. Because yeah. yeah, she she did um she's she's the voice of Rally Vincent on uh, Gunsmith Cats. She's done a lot of oh, ADV cool. stuff. Yeah, she she nailed it. Like I literally cannot listen to any other version of Dune. I think she's in Persona, one of the Personas as well. She does. I would not be surprised. She's 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 a very good actress, and I think that's always the kind of the cool thing because. I know some. I know there's been a lot of dubs that have not been great, but there's been a lot of good actors that have. <laughs> yeah, come out yeah. Of it. <laughs> just transcended. Um, Spe- speaking of bad dubs, what's the worst one you've heard? Oh, <laughs> that's a tough. One. Oh, uh, I'm trying to get, 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 get so, I mean, I did mention Appleseed Ex Machina. <laughs> yes. So, so. <laughs> and Yu Yu Hakusho the movie. So I'm I'm sure I've heard a lot. But I guess one that sticks out for me is I haven't seen it, but uh, but my sisters have, and, you know. That like so I've I've caught in little clips here and cotton. there. Cotton. I've caught. I caught <laughs> with my bare hand. <laughs> but but yeah, I've caught like clips of it here and there be, because of them, mm-hmm. and it was gravitation. Oh yeah, and, I remember the gravitation dub. And and the dubs were so bad. It was like, the, for like I said, the most memorable for me is is one line where the guy's like, "What did you say, hero? You bastard!" And it was just, it's so bad. You're like, oh. Uh, Full Moon Sagashite yeah. was very much the same way. Uh, the I watched Full Moon. Like I read the manga first, and then watching the anime, it was really hard to watch the anime immediately after reading the manga because I'm like, this is not nearly as dark. But then I got to the end of the anime. I will say the end of the anime is better than the end of the manga by a landslide. But I was really I loved the uh, voice actor for Izumi in Japanese because he also or she also does the voice of Kurama as I mentioned before. Uh, probably one of my favorite Japanese voice actresses and. I was super happy with the Japanese and was like, oh, and these songs are in Japanese and the acting is so great. And, you know, even though it's a cheesier version of the show, it's just so great. And then I watched the dub 
And it was so bad. It was just like they got everybody's like, what do you think Japanese people sound like? And they just all like sucked in helium and started talking. Like, <laughs> I think it's because the main actress they picked to main the, play the main girl who has to sing throughout most of it, they didn't want to dub over the Japanese songs. So they had to pick a girl that sounded like the Japanese girl and her acting was atrocious. Yeah. And then, like that's the thing is like what do you do? You have to pick somebody that sounds like she could actually be singing those songs but can also act. And I think it was just like an easter egg hunt that they just failed. So yeah, Full Moon Wasagashite was a terrible dub. <laughs> I'm trying to think cuz like I probably like anything for like Pokemon was pretty good even though but like um Probably Sailor Moon. Watching some, Sailor some Moon of, again, the old, old Sailor Moon. Some, some of Pokemon can be kind of cheesy. Like, oh, yeah. like overall, it's it's decent, but there's there's a few times when you're just like, it's for kids. Really, <laughs> I'm, I'm using this frying pan as a drying pan. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. That is the best line to ever be said in an anime ever. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> that one too. Second best line. Top ten anime lines. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably Old Sailor Moon. Old that Sailor one, Moon. Yeah. That one's fun to watch. Yeah, I, when we're, they we're cousins. Her, when they called her Serena. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, there's I. Someone, I wish I could find it. It was on my Twitter feed. I saved it a long time ago, but it's like funny hearing like Jupiter go crazy, like eh, take it back, eh. like she sounds all crazy, <laughs> and then so there's they did a bunch of funny cuts, and then they had like. I think it was Mercury saying granola bars. Like, granola bars! <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we name something that's not... That wasn't, like, censored? Because, I mean, I know the old Sailor Moon was censored. Yeah. Uh, Rurouni Kenshin was originally on Toonami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually enjoying the dub. I'm re-watching Rurouni Kenshin. I mentioned that on the music episode. Uh, I... I'd watch, I've been watching it in Japanese, but I also watch some of the dub, and I'm just like, I actually, I don't mind the dub. <laughs> yeah, dub's fine. There's a lot of good actors. Like, it's like Outlaw Star. Yeah. Have you ever watched Outlaw Star on Toonami? Oh, it's... And then watch it. Outlaw Star is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Outlaw Star is so butchered on Toonami. And I, I think the reason we didn't mention one in particular, because I think everybody already knows this one's fantastic, was Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. I don't even think we need to talk about that, Cowboy that's, Bebop. That's, that's kind of a gimme with the, uh, uh, same, same with Helsing. I mean, they're just... They just were localized better. I mean, that was that's a good example of localization done right. Mm-hmm. I also liked Trigun. Trigun was fantastic. Yeah. I actually uh, like that one in both Japanese or English. Yeah. Uh, I had an example of a really bad one, and it just escaped because we started talking about good ones again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so maybe it might come back to me. I don't know, but... I think when I think bad ones, I think back to, like, when the localization was terrible. Yeah. I I think that just plays a huge role into it. Is so, so generally, kind of pre-2010 era. Yeah, like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! And... <laughs> yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! That's a fun series. Yu-Gi-Oh! was also highly censored. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was so censored. Yeah, no, if you ever get the chance, go and look and watch season zero of Mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh! 
Yeah. It is not censored. No, it is and not. It is awesome. Yeah, Yugi is literally uh, making his female friends play basketball so he can look up their skirt as they jump. <laughs> yeah, not not just that, but like like which in... seems really tame now for anime fans, but oh, at yeah. the time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was like, Yugi is such a pure little boy, he would never do anything <laughs> like that. But he did. Yugi was a perv, and his, like, uh, Yami Yugi form literally sent people to hell. Like, yeah. there was no such thing as the Shadow Realm. He straight up murdered Yeah, teenagers. no, he, he straight up murdered them. Like, I, I remember one episode, basically, they're, they're doing something and they're both basically hanging you know like his his opponent is and him are basically hanging from ropes yeah on on the roof of a building yeah and the loser gets their line cut and they fall and die Uh, there there was another one where you had to roll a dice and it like determined how many fingers you had to cut off or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no like season zero of Yu-Gi-Oh is pretty brutal and pretty awesome Uh, that was before there was a card game element to it so basically like yeah it wasn't it wasn't a card game it was just basically any game Yu-Gi comes up with at the time yeah it was gambling it was straight up like Yu-Gi-Oh was the original gambling anime yeah and then it became a card game anime (laughs) exactly uh (laughs) I mean don't get me wrong I absolutely love Yu-Gi-Oh you know because I grew up with it It, it's kind of near and dear to my heart so I will always love Yu-Gi-Oh with the the card games and all that crap the Brooklyn Uh Rage (laughs) (laughs) yes but but Getting to know that you know there was a lot darker stuff to it mm-hmm. is is kind of cool. Now that my I'm an adult, my red eyes, <laughs> my red eyes, but uh, my red eyes, baby dragon. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I do love Yu Gi Oh. And there's another one that's dear. I thought of what I was thinking of, uh, near and dear to my heart. And if you ever talk to anybody that grew up with this series with the terrible uh, localization dub. People get really defensive of this dub because it was their childhood, and that is Card Captors. Oh my oh, goodness! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. Uh, I I'm, I hear you there. Yeah. Like, oh, that was that was. Like I know that uh, Crunchyroll posted a clip of like the carousel scene, the Christmas caros- carousel scene, uh, where she gives the present to her crush, and like it starts snowing, and like the opening song starts playing. And I remember I go I went through the comment section and everybody was just like I can't watch this in Japanese because all I could think of was that cute pop song <laughs> that they played in the English dub <laughs> and I was just like I don't remember that so I went and I watched it on YouTube and they butchered that scene to oh, all hell because like in the Japanese like she's crushing on her older brother's best friend <laughs> boyfriend. <clears throat> On her older brother's best friend. Yeah, uh, best friend. Uh, but yeah, she's crushing on him, and she gives him a present of, like, a doll that she made of him as kind of, like, her way of trying to kind of confess, but she's too shy to confess. Mm-hmm. And so they're up in the uh, Ferris wheel together, and they have, like, this cute little moment. In the English version, uh, they're in the Ferris wheel, and he's just like, hey, didn't you have something you wanted to ask me earlier? And she's like, Oh no, I fixed the problem myself. And then it goes to the music. And it's just. It cuts out the whole Christmas present. It cuts out the whole, like, mini confession. It cuts out everything. Because, God forbid, a 10 year old have a crush on a 16 year old, you know? Like. 
oh, I can't, there's like, no, there's an age difference. No, of course not. I mean, it, I mean, it's not like, you know, some children start puberty as early as nine. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's so common, even if you didn't hit puberty, you know, that early, it's so common for, like, ten-year-old girls to develop crushes on older guys. Like, it's not even unheard of for girls to develop crushes on their older brother or their dad, because they just, they look up to men as their role models, and they're, you know, not used to these feelings yet. So I love Card Captors for the fact that it was really honest about those things and what 10-year-olds feel. But it was absolutely removed from the English dub because of reasons. They didn't want to be promoting that stuff, I guess. Yeah. I can understand them leaving out the whole uh, girl having a crush on her teacher thing. Because uh, in the manga, the teacher absolutely reciprocates those feelings. And gives her a hmm. promise ring, so when she becomes old enough to marry, Ooh. that they will get married. Because that's not creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, so the anim- even the Japanese anime absolutely censored that, so it was a very one-sided romance where she had a crush on the teacher. And it seems like the cr- teacher knew, but never acted on it. And then in the dub, of course that's gone. <laughs> all of that is gone. There's nothing about the teacher and the girl in the English version at all. And that one I can understand to a certain extent. Because, like I said, even the Japanese version is censored a lot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the manga feels almost like a child baiting. Like, <laughs> yes, it's illegal now, but save yourself because you're going to be hot one day. Like, <laughs> so. Okay, then. Clamp went through a lot of it, taboo issues. Yeah, they they did, and and not just with card captors. Yeah. A lot of their stuff was you know had had not like main focus taboo stuff, but you know kind of sub plot yeah. you know taboo stuff. Yeah, it. And another thing that was changed from the English localization of card captors, just because the laws are different here in America, was uh, in the original version, her mom was sixteen and married her teacher. Which ended up being her dad. So her dad was literally teaching her mom. They that is a student-teacher relationship at, like, 16 and, like, I think 25 or something. Uh, yeah. Where, you know, in America, they cut out all that information. <laughs> they were just, like, they left you with the impression that her mom and dad were the same age. And they were not teacher and student. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Because <laughs> that is awkward. Yeah, I mean all that stuff. I mean, is I mean, even fine in, in, in Japan, like, even <laughs> in their culture. I mean, I guess we look at it as kind of awkward because we're American, but yeah, yeah. Well, like in Japan, there's nothing really like deemed negative about like a teacher and a student. Like, there's it's not illegal or it's not frowned upon, but it is a bit scandalous, as how they see it. It's like it it feels a bit like awkward. Like, who would want to date their teacher? Okay, but it's also scandalous to hold hands in Japan. Yeah, Yeah, you can't show any affection in high school, so it's like, usually there will be, like, those rumors, like, oh, I hear she's dating the teacher, and it's like, it's more of, like, a scandal rumor sort of thing. Yeah. As opposed to, like, a taboo. But, I mean, obviously, unless you're an elementary school student and you have a crush on your teacher and he gives you a promise ring. That's a little bit more than scandalous. Yeah, that's that's when you need to call the police. Absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Clamp, you do you. We love you. (laughs) We do love Clamp. (laughs) 
Uh, hopefully we'll have a lot more to talk about with that when we eventually do the Magical Girl episode. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, speaking of the Magical Girl episode, there's a few new Magical Girl series that I'm, oh, I'm, I kind of right? want to check out. Yeah, uh... We got a few this uh, this season. season, yeah. And we're watching Magical Girl Ore. Yes. Because we love it. <laughs> yeah the the one I kind of want to check out is uh, Magical Girl Sight. Is that the one with all the like edge? Yes. Okay. That's that's the edge one. I almost feel like there's too much edge. <laughs> see, like, see, that's why I want to check it out. Like, I I, I don't want to, you know. May put an opinion of it before I see it. Yeah, that's fair. You don't want to put the wagon before the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can understand that. I mean, I do still need to check out the new Sword Art Online alternative. Like, uh, they pretty much got a whole new team for that. So, I mean, they got more competent people working on it now. I think yeah, I can no, give it a not, chance. Not just that, but, like, they, they even basically cut out the creator of Sword Out, oh, Art yeah, Online. Oh, yeah, they did. They're, they're like, you know what? You're you're gone. This this is our project now. I think I'm confused by its existence in a certain sense, though, because I feel like they've changed so much that it's like, why even put the title of Sword Art Online on it, other than to try to bring in the twelve people that still like Sword Art Online? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, why not just make it its own independent thing at this point? Now, now I'm I'm probably one of the biggest proponents of you know what I don't like Sword Art Online, mm-hmm. but I did watch the first episode of the the new one, and I it, it's okay. I I I don't have a strong opinion of it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm definitely gonna give it at least one more episode before I decide. Yeah. So But I, yeah, it's I feel like it it's so far it's better now that it doesn't have Kirito in it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I might consider watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, they they cut out any ties that it had to the old series, so if it's definitely feels like it's trying to bring in the people that gave up on it. But again, why attach the Sword Art Online name to it? Because that's immediately going to turn people away who don't know that it's about new characters, that don't know it's a new studio, that don't know it's a new director and creator. People just see the word Sword Art Online, they already formed an opinion about it. I just don't understand why not just make a new anime. So I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just confused. Yeah. Like, I don't know who this is for. Mm. So, uh... With that, do we have any final thoughts? Because we're we're almost two hours. This might be our longest episode. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> no, our longest episode was like two hours and some odd minutes. I don't think so. Was it? Wasn't it? I don't know. No, either way, I don't think um, so. So, so I I do have one final thought. Um, subs. Tyler has a thought. Yeah, I know. How 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 rare is that? <laughs> so I want to say subs are not inherently better. Mm-hmm. You probably just don't speak Japanese, so you don't know the nuances of the language to be able to tell whether or not it's good or bad voice acting. Oh, by the way, you were right. Our longest episode is two hours and two minutes. Okay, there we go. See? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you that because we don't speak Japanese, it's hard for us to tell what is good acting and what is bad acting. You can only tell that with a dub. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can only tell that if you actually understand the language enough to speak it fluently. Exactly. 
Like, I can understand French. I still can't understand when French is good bad, good acting or bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's... I, I, And when I say I can understand French, I mean, like, barely. <laughs> you, you, like, I could pick up a word or two. Yeah. Uh, I think another interesting point, and kind of my final thought on this, is a lot of the times it's really just what you're used to. Like, a lo- I think people, much like, you know, playing a Legend of Zelda game, your first one is always going to be your favorite. I think whichever version of the anime you've seen first will, like, about seven out of ten times will be your favorite version. Again, for me, going back to my initial point about Persona, I can watch it in Japanese, but because my mind is already used to the English cast, I just, I long for that English dub. Not because I think it's better, but because it's what I am used to listening to. Fair. I think you guys addressed two of some of my points. I was like, oh, cool. Kind <laughs> of hit the nail on the head there. Yes, Why do we, we need did. a guest? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, there's, it is, it is kind of the virgin effect and what you're used to. And yeah, it is. Actually, it did make me laugh because when the, we were talking about the whole, we don't know what's good in Japanese and bad in Japanese acting. Mm-hmm. Kind of made me laugh. Was it someone on Anime Bonsai? They put some, one of those hard to swallow pill memes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the exact thing. And I was like, yeah. That's where Tyler got it. He didn't actually have a thought. What? Tyler <laughs> thinks sometimes. Sometimes. He's just stealing memes <laughs> off the internet. He lets the memes think for him. <laughs> oh no. They're on to me. <laughs> But uh, I hope I expanded everybody's mind on some good dubs. Yeah, I mean, and we didn't get through your pile. I know. It th- would have been <laughs> a much longer episode. Oh, gosh. It'd be like four hours. <laughs> I want to go it's, home. It, it's it's, it's kind of hard to go through so much. You, like, I know. You, you have to, like, you just here's, wanna, here's, here's this anime. Here's a short synapse of, like, one like, sentence. Here's, here's list, this one. Do you want to just list it? Just read all the titles that you brought with you yep. so people know what they missed? Okay, so Gunsmith Cats. That's a really good one, because everybody's in America. Chicago. Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, the movies, they're all pretty great. Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust. That's like my that's like my favorite one I like to watch on uh, Halloween. Death Note has a good one. Zoids. I don't know if you've ever heard of Zoids. I have old. heard of Zoids. I have heard of that one. This is like a bootleg copy I got from Etsy. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh my god, like... I hate so, some of these anime are so hard to find DVDs of, of. They're out yeah. of print. They're like $100 for a DVD. I'm like, fuck that. Uh, Pokemon. I always like Pokemon. I'd become a Pokemon master. Golden Boy. <laughs> yeah, we need to watch Golden Boy. Whoa. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, really good one. It's on Netflix. It's called Devil's a Part-Timer. Yeah, I've, I've seen Devil's I, a Part-Timer. I've, I've seen some of it, and it is pretty good. I really yeah. like that one. Street Fighter 2, the movie. That was one of my favorite. I think the Japanese, like, it's not like the acting. It's kind of the music choice. Mm-hmm. Music choice is like old, like the American is like '90s butt rock <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> but like the, there's a weird scene where like, was it Chun Li is fighting Vega, the dude with the claw, <laughs> and in the Japanese version, it sounds like that weird Olympic music when they're running, do 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 do. Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. But like in the the um, the English dub, it's all like high amp like guitars it's 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 that kind of music that just gets you pumped yeah it's like yeah. this is a fight scene this is not a <laughs> yeah 
Let's see. Princess, Princess Mon- Mononoke. Princess Mononoke. Any... I think that one's a good one. Any Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Van Dredd. It's fantastic. Cromartie High School. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball anything, really. Cowboy <laughs> Bebop, of course. Helsing. Helsing. Bayonetta. If you if you're if you're not good at video games, I'd suggest playing ba- or watching this because it is essentially the play first. Play the anime. It, play, yeah, <laughs> play the anime. <laughs> oh, I will. And Outlaw Star. Yeah, I think yeah. we mentioned that earlier. Yeah, Outlaw Star is a, definitely a good one. Yeah, I haven't watched Outlaw Star in forever, but I love it. Mm-hmm. It's up there with Trigun. Absolutely. Still the f- most favorite most favorite gun ever the cast <laughs> also one that just popped in my head that i didn't think of before and it's a shame because it's fantastic uh sayuki oh uh, yeah sayuki has a fantastic dub it does indeed uh, i heard that sayuki got recently remade too so um or they continued it yeah I, that one, that's one of those weird ones where it it, it went it's gone on hiatus i think three times now yeah so so they did the original one sayuki and then it went on hiatus and then they brought it back, and it's Sayuki Reloaded, and it's a continuation of Sayuki. Well, and then there's another and, one. And now. now I think they're on a, an, another one, and oh. I forget its exact title, uh-huh. but again, I believe it is a continuation of the first two. It's like uh, the whole anime is basically just Journey to the West if all the characters were assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is exactly what it is. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Sun is played by Greg Ayers in that one. Oh, sweet. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Because, yeah. Cause or at least the character that is based off Sun. I don't know if, what his name is in that one. Son Goku. Son Goku, thank you. Uh, I love him. So, I actually have a deck of cards from Sayuki. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I need to go back and rewatch that one. Because I love Sayuki. I really wanted to cosplay the one chick with, like, the huge tits and the purple hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have the tits for it. That's true. (laughs) I just gotta get the rest. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's so hard to grow purple hair. Yeah. I can if I think about it hard enough. That's right. Cast (laughs) cast a spell. So, uh, yeah. So, do you, uh... Follow us on what? Do, what do people follow us on? So, so you can listen to this on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or on our website. Yeah. Also, just go check out our website and our Facebook page and, and our, our Instagram. Face- well, I don't think we have a Facebook page for the Kawaii Cast. Not, not for the Kawaii Cast, but we are on Cracked Brain. We are on Cracked Brain on Facebook. Check us out there. Um, I have the Instagram for the Kawaii Cast. I try to update it. Yeah. I'm not very good, so <laughs> and and I'm terrible and and I'm terrible with different accounts, so I'll probably just combine that with my personal stuff, which will be mostly like cosplay related. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in more cosplay stuff, check out uh, the Cracked Brain on Facebook and Instagram as well, uh, and also the Cospod from Stefan. Yep. The Cracked Brain Cause Pod. Yeah. Who's our he's, number he's, one listener? <laughs> he's 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 fun to listen to as well. Like I've I've oh, ever, when I get a chance I listen to his stuff. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh where can people find you, Justin? So uh I have a YouTube channel, uh Killer Quail Studios. 
Um, there's YouTube, there's Twitter, I think it's Killer Quail KQS, I have a Facebook page, uh, do have an Instagram, again, I, I'm bad with my social networking, but I'm mostly a YouTuber. Um, let's see, what, ne what I'm in the works on is, uh, I'm playing Blaster Master Zero, it's a great Switch game. Nice. Um, is that a, uh, remake of the old Blaster Master, or is it an all-new game? It's... It's a little bit of both. It's almost like a reboot. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it, it kind of, like, it um, has a little bit of the... Re it's kind of funny because it uses a little bit of the Japanese story, uh, the, the NES story, and, like, oh, God. I guess so, they, they used to have those stupid scholastic books. Oh. <laughs> like, Nintendo, really crappy Nintendo books. It was just random so scholastic So, so it's, it's reminiscent of the old game, but not a direct... Yeah, it's like the old game, but it plays better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're like, and it has all these different little... Because the NES game, the kid was just looking for his frog. That's all the whole point of the story <laughs> was. <laughs> and then the Japanese version, he had to fight some space emperor. And you do the same thing in the, in the NES, but it doesn't explain anything. <laughs> this one, it kind of <laughs> explains a little bit of stuff, and... It's its own little reboot. It's it's a fun. It's it's actually one of my favorite okay. games. That that, yeah. that that sounds like it could be fun. And then probably another KQS quick play of um, Splinter Cell Mission came out for Ghost Recon Wildlands. I'm going to play that, and it's going to suck because that mission's hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did it before, and it took me like two hours. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I have to squish it all down in like 15 minutes. <laughs> Also, we'd like to uh, thank you, not just for being here with us, but also for providing us with the mic that we are now using. Uh, it's actually the mic you used to use on your YouTube channel, so we're we're eternally grateful because you're kind of a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I don't mind helping you guys out because, like, the, this mic, I've been using it for, like, four or five years at least, so mm -hmm. it's it's reliable it it is the it is the YouTuber's like standard toolkit, <laughs> standard mic. So it has served me well, and I hope it serves you guys well for more podcasts and such. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably have you on the show again because you better. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're fun to talk to. No, yeah, I choose for you. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you are not just an expert when it comes to your anime, but you're also a gamer. So and. Mm hmm. Uh, we'll come up with more topics and excuses to have you on. Yeah, we'll, have to, <laughs> we'll have to do a Let's Play together or something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah what, let us on whenever. your channel. <laughs> <laughs> I need to clean my house. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, go check out Killer Quail Studios. He does a lot of fun stuff. Uh, I will. I'll post a link in in the description. Yeah. Obviously. And we'll also have uh, his banner up on our in Instagram, so. I might have to edit that for, like, a square. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. I can easily do that. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll send it to you. Sweet. Uh, send it to Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll have to figure out how that'll work, so, yeah. Yeah. Actually, maybe send it to me. <laughs> I was say, Gur Instagram and their square pictures when everything I have is like mostly widescreen. Yeah, no, don't worry, we'll get it figured out for a square. I actually have an editing technique, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just send me just send me your banner and I'll figure it out. Oh, I can easily do that, no problem. Like yeah. I still have little After Effects things, so I can just kind of scale the the text size. So yeah, okay, that's I, fine. 
Well, uh, and on that note, I, I think we're out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that. Signing off. I feel like we need to come up with like our own little sign-off thing. Yeah, yeah like, I have mine. I've been using it for like, like five Jane. years. That was terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I butchered the Japanese language. Wouldn't be the first time. I am a southerner. <laughs> Can't even pronounce the name of our own show. I'll let you do it. Kawaii cast. No, I mean I'll let you do the outro. <laughs> Uh, what's the outro? I don't know. Come up with something. I, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, we'll have a next episode, maybe. All right. Well, <laughs> signing out. End of Captain's Log. Peace. Bye. <laughs>